0: Check out the latest footwear innovation from Adidas, the Zero Adios Pro 2, which features carbon fiber energy rods that are both lightweight and precisely tuned for a more anatomical transition. Everything from the ultra-light polyester upper to the re-sculpted midsole and the reinvented outsoles are designed for speed. Visit adidas.com to learn more today. We'll
1: start in 3 2
0: Steelers football to look forward to this week, and the buzz around Pittsburgh, for better or worse, could not be higher. My name is Donnie June, joined alongside by my co-host, Noah Strackmines. This is All Steelers Talk. Real quick, before we dive deep into the Steelers' first preseason game of 2021, go ahead and uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel, All Steelers Talk. Give us a follow on Twitter, at SI underscore Steelers. Give us a like on Facebook, all Steelers on Sports Illustrated and go to view our work at allsteelers.com or si.com slash NFL slash Steelers. Basically anywhere you can find anything written or anywhere you can listen to stuff. We are there and we are here. It it, it is game week for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Like I mentioned before, there's a lot of buzz, a lot of questions that need to be answered for the Steelers. Uh, The first of four preseason games will be played this Thursday against the Dallas Cowboys in the Pro Football Hall of Fame game. Noah, it, you know, you've know you been on training camp since day one. Um, how are you feeling? Are you excited?
1: Uh, I'm excited. Pittsburgh Steelers football is back. I wish it wasn't back in the midst of me moving, but it's back. We're here. <laughs> we're ready. And honestly, it, it's gearing up to be a good game. At the beginning of camp, we were looking at this and saying, oh, this is Mason Rudolph versus Dak Prescott. Now it's you know, we have a couple of competitions going on. We we really want to see what Dwayne Haskins has to bring. Najee Harris is probably going to get a good amount of snaps. So it, it's exciting times for Pittsburgh Steelers fans. And it's there's like, fans. And there's fans.
0: Yeah, yeah, fans nonetheless. And. Uh, you know, of course, there will be Steelers fans there. And of course, there will be Cowboys fans there. So, you know, take that with however many grains of salt that you wish. <laughs> but I, you're, you uh, actually touched on the first point that we were going to talk on. Dwayne Haskins, um, the, the hype train might be coming off the rails right now. I mean, yep. it, he's looked phenomenal in camp. Um, you know, I, I know that he's taking reps with the, the second team over Mason Rudolph. Uh, you know, from my understanding, Mason Rudolph hasn't looked phenomenal at all. Um, So my first question to you about, uh, you know, the discussion between Dwayne Haskins and Mason Rudolph, excuse me. Um, Do you think it's an overreaction to think Dwayne Haskins could be quarterback too by the time the preseason's over?
1: No, no, I did at first. I did a couple of weeks ago. I thought Dwayne Haskins is here to be the number three. Mason Rudolph is still the number two. We know that that's starting to change. And I don't know how much that's going to change because Mason Rudolph is still taking team two reps. You know, most of the time, but there are times where Dwayne goes in there. And what was most surprising was the two minute drill to end Saturday's practice. It was Dwayne taking the reps behind Ben Roethlisberger instead of Mason Rudolph after Friday's practice ended with Mason Rudolph going out there and losing a two minute drill when Haskins went in the next time and won a two minute drill. So I don't know how telling that is. I still think Mason gets the start if Ben does not play on Thursday, but. Dwayne is a guy who, yes, most certainly by the end of the preseason, we could see as that number two guy.
0: And see, there's a very fine line between trying to deviate from, hey, this guy is having a really good training camp. Oh, yeah. And hey, like this guy really is legitimately talented. And, oh, yeah. And, you know, there's... And obviously, you don't want to like discredit anything anybody's done, because up to this point, it is all about taking the most, you know, of your opportunities, and you know, turning those into something legitimate. And you know, we we haven't seen the Steelers play in an actual game yet against another team, you know, live reps. They've only been playing against themselves. And after yeah. a certain amount of time, training camp is going to become redundant for a lot of these guys.
1: Plus, there's no offensive line.
0: Plus yeah, yeah, there, there's no offense, fine. But as somebody who would rather have Mason Rudolph over Dwayne Haskins starting if Ben Roethlisberger can't play, um, Dwayne Haskins has looked better, man. You know, and I, I know oh, yeah. it's training camp. I know a lot of people are not fans of overreacting to things that happen in practices, especially at the quarterback position where a lot of these guys are just experimenting. They're trying to find out which windows they can fit certain, you know, things through. Haskins has looked better, man. And, you know, that was kind of the the consensus throughout social media. it has been kind of consensus among actual media as well. Um, shout out to Meredith in the chat. Mason Rudolph has no pocket awareness. When I see him play, it's like his mental clock is broken.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's true though, and that's the big thing. I don't know what Dwayne is going to bring to the field over Mason Rudolph. I think that's something that we need to find out over time because it, it, you could be as excited as you want about Dwayne Haskins and his potential. That's awesome. But Dwayne Haskins went to Washington and he was not good at all. And you could you could blame that on the team. You could blame that on the coach. You could blame that on his poor off the field decisions, whatever you want to blame it on. He wasn't good. So now he comes to Pittsburgh and yeah, he's up against Mason Rudolph, who also isn't very good. And there's two guys competing to to look better as a number two. That's alarm number one. They're only competing for number two. And frankly, neither of them really look like a strong number two. That being said, Dwayne Haskins carries so much potential that working as that number two behind Ben Roethlisberger could lead to way more than Mason Rudolph working behind Ben Roethlisberger. We've seen who Mason Rudolph can become. He's right here. Dwayne Haskins has the potential to be way up there, and that's the difference. So, yeah, there's a lot of excitement. There's a lot of overreactions, and there should be. But Dwayne Haskins, at the end of the day, is not going to come in here and win anybody a Super Bowl right now. But next year, after learning from Ben Roethlisberger from a year, after learning from Matt Canada and working with some solid receivers, yeah, maybe.
0: I think – and I'm saying this as somebody who has been very adamant that whenever Ben Roethlisberger does retire, that Rudolph is going to get at least one year, at least yeah. one year to see, you know, what he can do. I think the organization still is very adamant on that happening. I think this the only good thing because, you know, either two yeah. things are going to come from this. Number one, Dwayne Haskins is going to prove himself, be the better quarterback out of the two and then he'll get that opportunity over mason rudolph mm-hmm. or number two that's going to push mason rudolph to become a better quarterback I, I you know there's no downside to competition especially at the quarterback position especially whenever we see mason's track record isn't exactly phenomenal now that being said a lot can happen we still haven't seen them play you know a single preseason game yet there's four left before mike tomlin really has to decide on the true depth chart and we'll kind of go from there but I
1: think that good. I think that when you touched on a good point there, the the competition. Mason Rudolph up until Saturday, I don't think felt any competition. You know, he knew he was the number two, and he kind of carried that swagger with him, which is fine. The quarterback should have confidence like that. But now that that Dwayne is kind of catching him, and and it's becoming more of just a conversation, and and actually happening on the field I think that kind of adds pressure for the first time in Mason Rudolph's entire career now does that do anything yeah like you said it can make him way better it could also make him way worse and that's something that we have to see over time because as we both know Mason's not really a guy who's going to come in here under pressure and, and really he His track record shows that playing under pressure is not his strong suit. So yeah, and
0: like, no offense to Devon Hodges, but like Dwayne Haskins and Devon Hodges are two completely two different
1: different people. people. Two completely, and and it goes farther than this. This is the first time in Mason Rudolph's career where he's looking at this, and and everyone's looking at this, going maybe Mason isn't the guy after Ben Roethlisberger, And, and that doesn't have to be forever. I don't think Mason Rudolph thought it was a forever thing. I thought he knew that when Ben retired, he's going to get his opportunity, just like you said. Now, he has to earn that opportunity before Dwayne Haskins takes it away. That's the first time he's ever had pressure. Duck didn't present
0: that same pressure. That is true, yeah. I feel like the 2019 season was kind of a a free gimme year, you know? Um, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, did you want to take that?
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah, Shout out my boy Nick Salma out there, my guy. But he's right, Mason Rudolph. Look at Fans don't like him. I don't know how the players feel about him. him.
0: Fans hate him, bro. Fans Uh, do hate Mason Mason Rudolph. Mason Rudolph could walk on water and they would yell at him for not swimming.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
0: Flipping to the defensive side of the ball, uh, one of the very, very hot topics heading into the season was the cornerback position, especially with Stephen Nelson being cut um, when a lot of people thought Joe Hayden might have indeed been that guy. But nonetheless, Mike Hilton departs, and there is a lot of moving pieces. Nobody really knew um, what exactly to expect. I mean, people still want Xavier Howard to be traded, even though it's not really a true possibility. Uh, but nonetheless, heading into the first preseason game, Cam Sutton taking outside um, – sorry, inside, excuse me, inside yeah. slot corner reps while James Pierre is, you know, anchoring down the outside. The James Pierre hype train, dating back to last year has been very true. The small piece of action we saw him play in 2020 was promising, I will say that. But, you know, you never want to take a small sample size in the NFL and try to expect greater things from that. But nonetheless, um, I remember talking with you throughout the offseason, and we were going back and forth on what we think would be better, you know, whether Cam Sutton should play on the inside, whether Cam Sutton should play on the outside. And it, it looks like for now. Um you no know, the, the best secondary outlook will be Pierre on the outside and will be Sutton on the inside. Um do you have any yeah. thoughts on that? do you do you think Cam Sutton should play on the inside? How how do you see James Pierre floating out? Like there's there's a lot to unpack here with, with the secondary.
1: There's a ton, and that's the that's the part. So for the last couple of weeks, it's been Cameron Sutton versus Chase Claypool every day. That's when they go seven shots in the end zone, that's the first play. Toss fade to the back of the end zone to Chase Claypool on Sutton every day, and it was a pretty even match. Sometimes Chase would win. Sometimes Cam would win. I feel bad if Cam has to move to the inside because he wants so desperately to play that outside role. It's a more solidified role, but at the same time, he is a teammate who is going to say, okay, if you need me on the inside, I'm going to go play on the inside. And yes, they definitely need him on the inside. Antoine Brooks Jr. is a liability in coverage, a huge one. Arthur Millette is a huge liability overall. And Trey Norwood is playing safety. So your only option to to go out there and say, this is a guy that isn't going to lose a significant gap from Mike Hilton is going to be Cam Sutton. And James Pierre kind of earned that place at the same time because the last three days he's made an interception. He picked off Ben. Two of them were in the end zone for pick sixes. I mean, the the dude knows how to play ball. He's coming in here with a chip on his shoulder. I don't know how he went undrafted because since he showed up in Pittsburgh, he's looked good. I mean, he's just a guy that that you should be excited about, and I think the coaches, the fans, and the team are more excited about him than they would be Brooks or Millette.
0: And here's the thing. No matter where you're at in the NFL, if you're talented, they're going to find a spot for you. Yeah, exactly. If you can play, you are going to play. And I think mm-hmm. um, we're slowly finding that out with James Perry. And obviously, Cam Sutton, everybody loves Cam Sutton and what he yeah. can do. You know, his versatility on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah. Uh, gives the Steelers a, a chess piece that, you know, they haven't really had for a minute.
1: No. And then Trey Norwood could play the dime at the same time. If you trust Trey Norwood enough, I mean, you got to put pads on the guy first. But Trey Norwood is a guy who could come in here, play that dime Cam Sutton role, drop back to safety, kind of be that chess piece while Cam Sutton becomes the next Mike Hilton, which he's very capable of doing.
0: And I think that's another point, too. Um, We're coming up on Steel's first preseason game. We don't know what these guys are going to look like. And I think people need to remember – OTAs, cool, training camp, cool, because I I know they're hitting each other in training camp. When you're going up against a live competition, live competition who will likely be playing a little extra harder because they're trying to solidify their 53-man roster spot, it's different. And no, some guys rise, and you know they're the cream of the cop and they 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 rise to the occasion. and Other guys fall back, and you know that that's why you start the roster out with ninety plus people in the preseason. And then you have to trim that fat off of you know the the steak. Yeah, uh, a lot of the guys are they're not going to look as good as a lot of people think. And no, you know, I, I don't I don't know if that's a just a product of just watching practice and then only being in helmets and say, oh man, like since they can't tackle each other, they look good. You know, like if this mm-hmm. player was here and he's making a bunch of plays. So I'm, I'm just saying, keep, keep an open mind when you're watching these preseason games because it, it's one thing to look great in shorts and a t-shirt, and it's another thing to look great week in and week out against the highest level of competition known to this earth.
1: Yeah, exactly. So that that's the, that's the part. That, that kind of like it leaves them with a the hole, but how big that hole is is still yet to be determined because Cam Sutton is a guy proven. We know that there's no worries with him. No matter where he's going to play, he's going to play well. Joe Hayden, proven. James Pierre, not really proven, but we have a lot of upside, and we saw a lot of upside on the field at the end of last season. Antoine Brooks, giant question mark all over the field. Arthur Millette really has never proven himself in the NFL. Trey Norwood, if he's good, if he can tackle, if his 180-pound frame doesn't break on impact, he's going to be fine. But that is the question mark. It, he, I think the whole defense comes down to Trey Norwood, not Antoine Brooks, not anybody else, Trey Norwood, and how well he can adjust to the NFL level. Because if he does, there's no need for any of the rest of them. Just let Trey Norwood be the backup everywhere. But if he can't, then the Steelers got to start looking at Millett,
0: Antoine Brooks, and things are going to get weird. Kip Miles Killebrew another one, weird. So let, let, me, let me say something, and I want to get your reaction to it losing Mike Hilton sucks. Mm -hmm. Right? Right. So we basically this year are going to see how far the Steelers secondary can drop without the presence of Mike Hilton. I I think the the question this year is how how close can the Steelers close that gap to their secondary without Mike Hilton as opposed to having Mike Hilton in it because Mike Hilton did so much for the defense he's one of the best slot corners in the game losing him was a very big blow and not a lot of people are going to see that until the first couple weeks of the season do you think the Steelers can maintain the same level of secondary play without Mike Hilton because I'm I'm sitting here and I'm just like I I still don't know yeah definitely
1: I think they can because but I think it all depends on who's going to be where and that's what I mean and I'll address this while I address you. Somebody said that that's insane. Uh, Trey Norwood doesn't determine anything. He does not determine anything on this football team. What he does is he, he lowers that gap. He closes that gap between how big of a loss it is to lose Mike Hilton. Because Cam Sutton can replace Mike Hilton. We both know that. We both have a ton of confidence. And a lot of people around this hype train with James Pierre feel that he can be an outside guy to replace Steven Nelson. So there's the secondary, you know, not a huge drop off. Feeling pretty good about it. But where you lose is you lose the dimebacker. You lose the backup safety. You lose the guy that could play on the outside behind Joe Hayden and Steven Nelson, who was Cam Sutton. So now you need to replace him. Replacing Mike Hilton is one thing. I think it's a lot easier than replacing Cam Sutton because it's hard to find a quality depth piece in the secondary especially if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers. So Trey Norwood, if he is that guy, huge. If he's not that guy, that's where the question marks start and probably finish on how good this de- this defensive secondary can be.
0: I think – uh, I don't want to say underrated. I think a very big part of how big the Steelers secondary can grow heading into this year is going to be Terrell Edmonds, and that's oh, yeah. good, but that's also kind of bad because Edmonds, you know, as you know, he's got three years underneath his belt now. Um, should he be able to take those strides and you know kind of reach the next level of his play? I think, at least at the back end of the secondary, a lot of plays can be made. A lot of plays can happen should Terrell Edmonds... Turn it up a notch. The unfortunate thing is, I feel like Terrell Edmonds kind of is what he is. You know, he, he's not Minka. He's not going to be playing center field for the, the the defense. He functions much better around the box, and you know, kind of getting in the backfield, making tackles, almost acting as a uh, as a fifth linebacker for the Steelers. Mm-hmm. Honestly, sometimes I, I think if Terrell Edmonds improved his ball skills at all, at all, even a fraction of what they're at right now. I think the Steelers playmaking abilities would tenfold increase. I I think their probability to create turnovers game to game would increase tenfold. And I think the development of Terrell Edmonds into a full modern safety would be phenomenal. However, like I said earlier, I, I think at this point he kind of is what he is.
1: I agree. And this is a good question. And I think that I can answer both from Nick and you at the same time. So, or right, I could respond to you and answer Nick at the same time. Terrell Edmonds is definitely that guy that can easily make or break this secondary. I think we've known that for three years now because he's not really like he, he's like a top tier average player. Um, but I think he plays a little out of his comfort zone. And I think that all changes if the Steelers secondary can adjust. Like the biggest thing with signing Malik Hooker is to, would have been to allow Terrell Edmonds to move around more just to, to play in the box more where he's more comfortable where now he has to always play back and he doesn't always make plays and as we know his ball coverage skills are subpar at best he could be there and yeah he took a major leap last season but he's got to take an even bigger leap this year. I think the Steelers want to find a way to play him more in the box this season, which will allow him to one cover people that he's more comfortable covering. He'll probably be better in coverage overall when he has to cover shorter routes rather rather than dropping back all the time and playing in the middle of the field. Um, and if if they can figure that whole thing out, he's a guy that fits that dime hybrid linebacker, safety, whatever, that the Steelers have been looking for for five years now. And, yeah, maybe it does earn them a new contract. But as of right now, playing strong safety, no, the Steelers would easily go out and get a new guy next year because it's easy, easy to find another Terrell Edmonds.
0: Yeah, and I don't think the Steelers are going to stress themselves out either way. You know, I I think they're going to let 2021 unfold. And, you know, if Edmonds proves to – you know, play at a, at a high level. Obviously I think the Steelers have to walk into that negotiation room and, you know, throw an offer on the table, but I, I don't think they're necessarily going to break the brink at all. Especially, no, hook, so especially weak. extending TJ, especially probably hopefully extending Mika next off season. Um, there, there's a lot of a move the Steelers yeah. need to make Granted, the, the, the cap space is supposed to jump up. Supposedly we'll see about that. Yeah. Um, but it's going to be better. Right
1: Malik Hooker, Malik Hooker was a free agent until a week ago. Malik Hooker is twice the safety that Terrell Edmonds is, so you know it's easy to get a guy like that. Easy. And the Steelers, I think, are past the whole "we're gonna go sign Morgan Burnett" stage. I think they're. I think they've realized that those were busts. You know, now it's time to find younger guys. And I mean, again, maybe it's Trey Norwood. I'm talking too much about Trey Norwood in this podcast, but maybe it's Trey Norwood. I don't know.
0: I mean, you never know until he gets shot. And I feel like if Edmonds doesn't have a new contract, Traynor Wood might get that shot next year. You we know, we'll see. Maybe the Steelers will go out and sign, uh, like, a stopgap in free agency. Maybe go and draft someone. Mm-hmm. You know. Exactly. Really know, but I think at the end of the day, the Steelers aren't too worried about it. The situation is going to figure itself out. But uh, speaking of situations that really need to figure themselves out, the Steelers' offensive line has not gotten five-star reviews through the early stages of training camp. Um, even through the off season, you know, a lot of people were saying how not great Steelers offensive line was, and you got into the arguments of whether or not they should have drafted Najee or, you know, an offensive tackle. Nonetheless, we are here a few days removed from the first preseason game of the season. Noah, what are your thoughts on Steelers offensive line? You know, should we be running for the hills? Do you think we're overreacting? What do you think?
1: First off. Shout-out to my man, Steelers O-line is absolute
0: garbage. Fitting, fitting
1: name. With the Steelers will force four turnovers on Thursday night. We're holding you to that. If you're here Friday morning, 9 a.m., if this is right, you're getting a shout-out. Steelers offensive line, should we be running for the hills? Yes, The, the man's YouTube or the person's YouTube name, whatever he chooses to be, is exactly what it is garbage the Steelers are working with we laughed at this last episode but it's now becoming more and more concerning Rashad Coward is going to start at guard in the Hall of Fame game he's gonna do it like there's it's he's going to do it it's not like oh I hope he you know maybe he doesn't no he's it's going to happen and then you have Kendrick Green who looks excellent excellent at training camp um no tackles we haven't seen Chooks or Zach Banner yet so you're working with Joe Haig and Dan Moore Jr. who looks like a stick out there the man is as stiff as a board and maybe Trey Turner but I don't know how much they're going to put Trey Turner on the field in the Hall of Fame game because you lose Trey Turner you're working with Rashad Coward and BJ Finney we're past this there's not. there's nothing left they're picking from scraps so I mean, yeah, the the Pittsburgh Steelers offensive line is sh- a screaming concern. It's the most concerning thing on this entire football team by a mile, but maybe that changes when Zach Banner and Chooks are on the field. Maybe it doesn't. I, that's the toughest part is like, I don't know what to expect because we haven't seen them.
0: So here's my thing. Um, and I like Zach Banner a lot personally, because he, he's, he's given me the green line on a couple interviews and I'll, I'll always be thankful for that. And, we haven't really seen him get the opportunity to start a full slate of games for the Steelers. So we really don't know what he can do, you know? But if we're asking for guys like Banner and a core forward to move the needle for our, our offensive line, not looking great. Not, no, not cool, no. That's exactly no. where it is. Granted, Kendra Green looks like a stud. He, he does. He's, he's probably the best center in the draft and he, he will make me look very, very stupid for wanting to draft a handful of other defenders over him. Uh, but granted, you know, obviously I'm not being paid for those decisions and Steelers are. That being said, there, he said, I'll be here, boys. Ha ha. Yes. <laughs> My 9 man. 9 a.m. Eastern time, Friday. We will be here with live reactions from the Steelers' first preseason game and live reactions to the Steelers' offensive line. Um, but Joe Haig didn't get phenomenal reviews in every time to Pittsburgh. Nope. Dan Moore is obviously a project and he's looking like the project you're doing like super late at night, like right before yeah. you go to bed. So you're just trying to throw something together. Yeah. Um, you know, Trey Turner, maybe we'll see. Maybe
1: five-time pro bowler. I mean, he's got potential, but like it, it all, And then Kevin Dotson, Kevin Dotson. That's the scary one is where is, what did Kevin Dotson do that? He's still not practicing. Chooks is the other one, but I don't know. I, at this point, for how much talking Kevin Dotson has done, you know, responding to the in-shape stuff, I really wish he could be on the field because he is the question mark. We know what Chooks can do, and we expect them to do a little bit more at left tackle. But what Kevin Dotson could do this season will probably change the offensive line.
0: Yeah, and I think that was the, the expectation after losing, you know, three or five starters from the offensive line last year. You are looking at Kevin Dotson, the guy who showed a lot of promise in twenty twenty, guy who should have started every single game in twenty twenty. It's like mm-hmm. okay, like you're the guy, like you yeah. are the guy heading to your second season, not only for, um, you know, it's just the spot of left guard, but the entire offensive line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the next for, for, for him. For, I mean, for him to not be there, um, obviously, it, it brings worries and granted the the entire scheme of the the preseason like you said four games give it time i guess but man like it's only looking to this thursday yikes
1: yikes yikes Yikes. and that's the it's already week one of the preseason like the steelers have three more weeks to mesh a in a brand new starting five at the offensive line together that's the offensive line is chemistry it's 75 percent chemistry and they have five guys who have never started with each other that are going to start a football game at week one of a regular season in four weeks so i don't know like they need to be on the field zach needs to be on the field chooks needs to be on the field dotson needs to be on the field because until they are this entire offensive line is going to be very scary week one And that's going to leave a bunch of concerns. Now, we're
0: also we're also talking about a team who, historically speaking, and I say that with it happening every single year, historically speaking, the team in general comes up to a very slow start to begin Mm -hmm. the season. In in the first couple of weeks, I feel like we've been saying this for years now. Mm -hmm. Um, Is it because starters don't play a lot in the preseason? Is it because they don't have that time to kind of, you know, mesh and gel? But granted, they were getting off the slow starts whenever the Steelers had probably the best offensive line at the NFL a handful of years ago. You know, so how is that going to work whenever a handful of guys aren't practicing with with each other right now? How is that going to work? when a lot of the guys who you expect to be starters aren't even about to play in the first preseason game like there's legitimately a lot of questions and um like our man said you know no way we'll be dead last in the nfl right you know i I don't think the offensive line is that bad however it's also going to be not that good and you know it doesn't take a rocket scientist to say that the on the football field, everything starts and finishes with the offensive line, and if the Steelers want to do anything this year, anything, they are going to need that offensive line to improve night and day from what we think is going to be right now.
1: Yep, exactly. That's that's what it, that's that's all it comes down to. Pittsburgh Steelers. There's there's question marks everywhere, everywhere. And we just talked about the secondary, whatever. It's the offensive line. And if the offensive line doesn't get together and they get healthy, it's all about health at this point. If they get healthy, there's a lot of upside. But until they get healthy, all you're looking at it, and all you can do is look at it and go, Rashad Coward is your starting left guard. And Dan Moore is about to start at left tackle. And Ben Roethlisberger is trying to win a Super Bowl. They don't match up. None of those equal the same thing. So... It's concerning, and it's going to be concerning until until people are back healthy and on the field, and that's just the end of the sword,
0: basically. Finally, Noah, um, we've said about 20 times, Steelers, Cowboys, this Thursday. <laughs> uh, you know, broadcasted, I, I believe it will be on NBC. I'm going to have to double-check that.
1: I believe it will be as well.
0: Nonetheless, broadcasting for the entire country to see the Steelers and Cowboys. What do you expect? What you what are some things you're looking for? You know, um, I, I know we talked briefly about Ben Roethlisberger probably not even playing in the game. Um, mm-hmm. Do you still think that is true? You know, what, what, what things are you looking for?
1: I was asked the other day if I expect the Steelers like main players to be on the field on Thursday. I don't. I don't expect a lot of them. Like TJ is not going to play Stefan Tuitt's It's not going to play Cam Hayward might see a couple of snaps, but that's about it. I don't think Ben Roethlisberger plays, and if he does, I think he plays one series at most. Um, I think it's going to be how good is Mason Rudolph, how good is Dwayne Haskins, and I emphasize the Dwayne Haskins because that's that's what they're looking for. So that's what I'm looking for, and that's what everybody else should be looking for. Dwayne Haskins is going to have a team under him for maybe a quarter, maybe two quarters, who knows, and he's going to get to run the show. That's what Steelers fans are looking for. So that's obviously part one. Part two, Mason Rudolph. What has Mason Rudolph done from the Browns game to now and how much better or worse has he gotten? Obviously, Najee Harris. We're going to get to see Najee Harris. That's awesome. And then the offensive line and how good these backups can be and, and how bad can these backups be. That's really what I'm looking
0: for. I'm looking for a, a lot of young guys to kind of get their first taste of NFL action and kind of see how they handle it. And, you know, for for better or worse, I think we need to remember that this is going to be their their first taste of NFL football. So you know, things exactly might not go their way. And I think that's okay. I think that's why you play preseason games. I think that's why you don't make judgments on the player after the first year in the NFL. You know, for for better or worse, you, you just don't. Uh, but nonetheless, I think the most important thing I'm looking forward to. Is the offensive line you know what guys are going to be able to step up? Because like you said, not all the starters are going to be there. This is the opportunity for a lot of those guys who are kind of those like mid-tier second-string players to really make it known to the coaching staff that they can play football. They yep. can play football. And I think my comment said a little bit earlier this week, everything's open. Everything is open. If you can play at your position, you are going to compete for reps.
1: Yeah. And that's what it's going to come down to. And there's a lot of competitions out there. I mean, there's a lot of backup jobs available. Kalen Balazs is a guy that I want to see on the football field because I think he's better than Jalen Samuels. And I get that's a fourth string guy, but it's a fourth string guy. At the same time, Anthony McFarland has been all over the field at training camp. So where is he going to line up and how many different positions are the Steelers going to utilize him at? There's just so much that goes into these backup jobs, just like you said, and the year two jumps, the year one guys, the the unproven free agents that are coming in here. There's a ton. There's a ton. And at the end of the day, Thursday might be the most exciting playoff or preseason game we see yet because the Steelers are going to come out here with so much new and they're going to throw it at our faces and try to excite us.
0: Well, let's not forget, this is also the Hall of Fame game. So there's a handful of Steelers being inducted into the Hall of Fame. There's also going to be Um, a handful, more than a handful, of Steeler fans there. It's going to feel like a home game for them. So, you know, I'm hoping the crowd can bring a little bit of juice to those guys and just making it make a preseason game an exciting atmosphere.
1: Yeah, that's the other thing is there's going to be fans there. You best believe Mike Tomlin is bringing everything he's got to this football game. He's looking at it going, we want everybody screaming all the time, and that's going to be exciting. But, you know, it'll lead to a lot. It'll lead to a lot of mistakes as well. It's just about how – it's about looking at the detail and seeing who's better
0: at fine-tuning that detail than others. That's what this first game is going to tell us. Dude, I I can see it now. Haskins takes the first snap, throws like an interception or something, and then the social media just lights itself on fire, and all of a sudden the Steelers have to go and trade for Rodgers next turn.
1: If Dwayne Haskins takes the first snap, I'm – Twitter might literally explode. Might literally explode. It's gonna be a good time.
0: Might literally explode. But you know what? If it does, we will be here to pick up the pieces of Twitter exploding Friday morning at 9 a.m. We will 9 a.m. Eastern, excuse me. We will be live. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been another phenomenal episode of All Steelers Talk. Go ahead and subscribe to our YouTube channel, All Steelers Talk. Give us a like on Facebook. All Steelers on Sports Illustrated. Follow us on Twitter at SI underscore Steelers. Follow me on Twitter at Donnie and Drewin. Follow Noah on Twitter at Noah Strack. Visit our work at SI.com slash NFL slash Steelers or to visit allsteelers.com for the latest news, updates, and more on your Pittsburgh Steelers. My name is Donnie. His name is Noah. And we will see you on Friday.
2: In business, it's never just another day. Every day is the day. It could bring your biggest order yet or a new cyber threat. Whatever the day holds, with Comcast Business, you'll be prepared. With a network that can deliver gig speeds to most businesses, Comcast Business Security Edge to help protect your connected devices, and a dedicated team available 24-7. Every day in business is a big day. We'll keep you ready for what's next. Comcast Business. Powering Possibilities.
0: Check out the latest footwear innovation from Adidas, the AdiZero Adios Pro 2, which features carbon fiber energy rods that are both lightweight and precisely tuned for a more anatomical transition. Everything from the ultra light polyester upper to the re-sculpted midsole and the reinvented outsoles are designed for speed. Visit adidas.com to learn more today.
2: This isn't just any day, it's the day, the day you welcome new people to your team. Or welcome an idea that changes everything. Wherever your day takes you, Comcast Business can help. With a network that can deliver gig speeds to most businesses, Comcast Business Security Edge to help protect your connected devices, and expert support 24-7. Every day in business is a big day. Comcast Business will keep you ready for what's next. Comcast Business. Powering possibilities.
0: For the ones finding new ways to
1: ensure the job always gets done. For the ones wearing many hats. For the ones who are hands-on, even from far away. And the ones keeping business moving forward. We are Granger, Offering supplies and solutions for every industry. With 24-7 support and experienced staff at over 250 local branches. Call, clickgranger.com
0: or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done.